Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of Kitchen Club is kindly sponsored by Sweaty Betty, who make the best yoga clothes ever. Yoga has had a really positive impact on my relationship with my body, but wearing the right clothes is also key for a mindful practice. Let's face it, we've all been there in down dog. You know you should be focusing on your breath, but actually you're wondering if your pants are on show or you're fighting to keep your top from falling over your eyes. So true. The girls at Sweaty Betty have answered our prayers. Their all-female design team of yogis have created amazing quality clothes that look great, feel awesome, and allow you to move really freely. So if you're in need of a little push to get on the yoga mat, or just an excuse to invest in some quality clothes to move in, Sweaty Betty are very kindly giving Kitchen Club listeners a generous 20% off, so you can practice in comfort and style. Simply enter the code Kitchen Club at the checkout online. And if you need a bit of inspo, Serena and I have both been living in the Garudasana pants, which are hands down the most comfortable thing I've ever worn. I literally can't take them off. Me neither. They need a wash. Don't forget to tag us in your sweaty Betty pics on Insta at Kitchen Club Podcast. We bet you will all look wonderful. Thanks, sweaty Betty. Thank you. Welcome back to Kitchen Club with me, Serena Lau, and my lovely friend, Sarah Malcolm. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all having the most wonderful of days. This week on Kitchen Club, we are joined by a really insightful guest. It's someone who Serena and I have been desperate to get hold of and bring into our lives for quite a while, haven't we, Serena? We have indeed. We've heard such amazing things about him and his work, so we've been really, really excited to meet him. Yeah, and our, our chat was so great I learnt loads it's it's a topic that I don't know much about at all and there are a lot that we a lot of stuff we dived into the man we're talking about is the incredible Robert Gray and Robert is a he's a Reiki practitioner he is an energy healer he also does psychic readings he works with crystals and we learn a lot about this he's an avid gardener and a massive plant lover which he talks about a lot doesn't he he does he's also a total babe 
and we want to crawl inside his brain and live there forever and soak up all his wonderful knowledge. So I hope that you find this as fascinating as we did. And just a little disclaimer, I I messed up our um, timings of our food this week a little a little bit so we pause in the middle of episode to eat and then we go back into it just so you all know so you're prepared without further ado we welcome the absolutely wonderful robert gray on kitchen club maybe gently shut down the eyes exactly just take a moment to come into the body come into the senses I'm going to take three deep breaths and we're going to pause in between. So a full breath in. Out through the mouth. And pause. Full breath in. Out through the mouth. And pause. And on this last one, we're going to engage the vocals. So a nice big sigh. Full breath in. With the vocals. Ah. Ah. Yeah. It's a little different. I feel better now. Thanks. Oh, I think we were all really excited, <laughs> weren't we? Thank you. I was very up here and now I'm like here. Yeah. Working to here. That was lovely. Yeah. So. I hope you did. Oh, you recorded that. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> very sneaky, oh, Sarah. Welcome. I enjoyed that. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Welcome, Robert Gray. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We're all beaming, which is really nice. We are. We're all smiling ear to ear. You have arrived here. I've arrived. You have landed with us. Yeah. You've unpacked. Unpacked, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us what you brought with us today? Uh, with us? With you? With us? Well, with us. Yeah, the plural. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I wasn't sure what we'd talk about. So I brought some, just the usual pack that I would take anywhere, which is um, a couple of different decks for cards and some of my favorite crystals. So I've got selenite, which is excellent for um, clearing and rebalancing and neutralizing. Um, it's also one of the few crystals that does not need clearing ever. ever. So it's like a kind of like an air purifier, but for energy. Lovely. Um, I've got flash labradorite, which is one of my favorite stones. It's really protective, really grounding, really transformative. Um, and often I find that energy when I carry it with me. We need that now. We're all so excited. And the last one is um, is clear quartz, and you can program clear quartz for nearly anything. Um, but this one's for clarity, just for like deep, easy clarity. So you chose you chose those three yeah. for today. They're the three that I usually travel with anyway. Right? Yes. I was like, you three, in you get. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me. Come, Come with on, me. kids. You're coming too. Yeah. Wow. So we can maybe talk a little bit more about crystals going forward mm. because that's something that we would love to hear your wisdom on. With pleasure. Well, like, well what I've got. With pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't we start off with your three ingredients? Yes. Uh, lentils. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. them. Love them. Good for everything. Um, why do you love them? Is there anything specific? Uh, I just, they always feel so homely and warm and comforting. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's basically the vibe. Yeah. And then I think I said tomatoes, didn't I? Yeah. Love the plant, love the fruit, love the taste, love the smell. Have you ever rubbed a tomato plant and got the No. Yes. Oh my gosh, do this. Next summer do this. Really? Just touch the stem gently and then smell your hands. It's just this most it's like green tomato amazingness. It's one of my favourite <gasps> things about the plant. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I also really want to grow tomato plants next year. Which is also really easy and amazing to do, right? right? So it's just like one of those beautiful, you know, pot to plate 
vibes that you can do at home. Pot to plate vibes. Yeah. So I really like that. And then what was the last one? Mint. Of course, I have a really, I have a quite a special connection with mint, and it's, I have a tattoo on my arm. Wow, that's that that's beautiful. Yeah, um, mint plants are actually so beautiful, aren't they? The flowers on them as there well. Are flowers, mm. the scent, the like everything about them. They're so abundant. They are also annual, so they give you the whole life cycle over the year. But yeah, I really love mint for that. I think we need to take a photo of your arm to, okay. to, to pop on. Okay. Pop on Instagram for I'll everyone listening. Click it, click it out. And <laughs> yeah, put it, on the, put it in the photo code. Yeah. You also changed your ingredients because in the Did first I? email you said Uh-oh. tahini, and then Sarah asked you again, and you said tomatoes. But oh. we've done all four. Oh wow, I love it. Yeah. I, that makes me even happier. I get four, <laughs> four for three. I love it. Oh wait, yeah, tahini's really good. Tahini's yeah. delicious. And it's just the, yeah, it's so smooth and delicious and sesame. And yeah. I've spied in Sarah's kitchen the Bella Zoo tahini, which is my favourite. Yes. It's <sighs> so much better than any of the others. And so I'm excited. But Sarah, why haven't we eaten yet today? <laughs> <laughs> so I messed my timings up a little bit and my kitchen, well... I'm saying flooded, which is a, a mass exaggeration because Robert's actually had real flooding in his life. Oh, so I feel yeah. horrible to even call it a flood. No. A mild drip in my kitchen, <laughs> which um, put me back a little on the, on the cooking times. So we have not yet eaten, but we will be eating baked potato mm. stuffed with... Serena? With Serena's homemade lentil bolognese and Sarah's minty herby tahini sauce, and then a side salad of rocket and cucumber. And I've actually brought with me as well, not related to your ingredients, but I had some carrot cake at home. Oh my Vegan God. and gluten-free carrot I cake. I can't. I'm going to roll out of here. That oh, sounds please, amazing. please do. <laughs> yes. I saw the carrot cake on your Instagram, Serena, on the weekend, and I just replied like, yum or something, knew that you'd save me some. It's a little bit crumbly because it has travelled many, many miles from South London to... Are we in North London? North yeah. London. Um, but I think it tastes good. It actually, it tastes like... You remember Lyle's golden syrup cake yeah. when you're little? I do not Maybe you didn't that get that in Tasmania. No, I don't think we did. <laughs> it's like an old school, really British cake. It oh, like that. So we haven't eaten. So we're recording so we're quite this. quite buzzy. Yeah, we're quite buzzy. We're not yet grounded with our lentils. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to possibly pause... Yeah, we're going to pause and then eat and then continue recording. So it's a little different today, a little quirky. Jazzy fun. (laughs) So first things first, we have heard such amazing things about you from friends, from different guests that we've had on, from yoga teachers that we know. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit terrifying, but amazing. No, it's amazing. Everyone seems to be talking about you and the work you do. So can you please tell the listeners what you do do? Yeah, what do I do do? Yeah. Um, so I am a Reiki practitioner and a healer and a psychic. Um, and yeah, the work that I do just revolves around that at the minute. It, it's deeply powerful. It's deeply wonderful. Um, I only recently like stepped out to do it as my main like job. So this is now all that I'm doing. Wow. How recently? Um, middle of this year. So oh, wow. July. So it's been really successful and gorgeous and expansive, transformative, doing it yeah. as a full-time piece. Yeah, I've learned a lot. And can you tell us, mm. really me, because I don't know that much about Reiki and healing. Gorgeous. Can you tell us what Reiki is? Perfect. So it is, um, it's a really beautiful healing modality. It's quite old. I won't give you a history lesson, but... <laughs> 
it sort of got lost, came back. There's different lineages. There's also many variants of it. Um, but it's uh, u- universal, so source energy that is channeled through myself and my hands particularly and into your body and energy field. So I work with the chakras through the body, um, including some of the minor ones. And, yeah, it's a. I find it gentle but incredibly powerful. So it helps r- release blockage or ease blockage in certain centres. It can help stimulate stagnant centres um, and just generally helps to realign your um, energy field in your body. A little bit like if you go for a therapeutic massage and they really get in there and, like, mm-hmm. pop in and lock in. It's, it can be <laughs> a little bit like that sometimes. Mm. So for anybody who's not had it... It's not like a massage, is it? You, I don't, I don't know. Some people, some Reiki yeah. practitioners do lay hands on, some yeah. don't. And I'm a hands on. Okay. So I will work. I just, they just sit across whichever energy center we're working on. They mm-hmm. don't move. But yeah, you can also do it hands off. So it's, it's not really, it's not pressure on the body, but energetically, you people always experience different things, and they do feel it. So it's quite amazing. And how did you get into it? Really good question. I was attuned a few years ago. Um, and it came at a period in my life where I was doing a lot of personal development, healing and transformation anyway. So it was a tool that I ended up working with really intensively um, for a couple of years just with myself. And then, of course, like it naturally flows. It starts, you start giving treatments to friends or using it in different ways. And then um, then I just found myself, that was, I mean, I get so much joy from it, mm. right? It's so, I find it so grounding and so um, magic, really. So that's why I do it. So if someone was coming in for a Reiki treatment, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like having a massage, you know, like you come in, you probably chat about some stuff and then yeah. how, how does the session look? Because I know but then we're going to talk about the other things that you incorporate. Of course. So, <laughs> um, and th- it's probably really important to point out that every practitioner does it differently or has learned it differently. Okay. And I think much like um, massage therapists or personal trainers or anyone has their way of doing things and they bring their own energy to it. But, um, for me, you come in, we'd have a little chat. If you didn't know anything about it, I'd give you probably something similar to what we just did. Um, and then I talk you through what you get. So we do a sort of five to 10 minute meditation, put you on a table, have you in blankets, get you really cozy, um, do the meditation, which always starts actually with those short breaths that we mm-hmm. did at the start. So that's really nice. And then it's a 45 minute, uh, sort of treatment. And I work through your seven major chakras and then two minor ones. And then I'll give an energy clearing. And what then are the two minor chakras Two that I work with are on the knees and feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's many, Okay. but I work with those, um, as a way of grounding, right? Like in, right. integrating. Yeah. So, uh, and sometimes the hands depending on you know, depending on what's needed. So we do that, an energy clearing and grounding at the end, and then just a really gentle re-emergence, um, sort of like a reverse meditation to bring you back into the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a chat afterwards. So that's more or less wow. the session. It sounds so dreamy. I'm like, fe- I'm like feeling those blankets already. Oh, right, oh. especially this time of year just to just lie on a table and be warm and, yeah, have your space held. Yeah. It's really nice. So that's sort of like beginner's insight to Reiki. Yeah, well, yes, well, and certainly not exhaustive, but that's uh, <laughs> how I've introduced it, so, yeah. Tell us about the other things that you do that you incorporate into your sessions with clients. Yes, okay, so I, I'm also, I guess, a psychic. Oh, that feels so strange sometimes saying that, but <laughs> there it is. So, uh, Why does that feel strange? Well, because it's uh, 
I guess it's a bit of a weird thing to say sometimes. And it's took it, t- it t- there was a big piece of work I did earlier in this year to just be able to say that, right? I'm a psychic mm. and a healer. Speaking your truth, it's yeah. um, being authentic. It's really important. And the responses are amazing. So, I, you know, it's just the fear in my head. Um, yeah. In terms of psychic, uh, so I do card readings. That's my offering. But also when I'm doing the Reiki work, I engage psychically. So there's a psychic healing aspect of it. And the chat afterwards often brings through insights that I've got in the different centres and what's going on and maybe what's um, impeding uh, sort of transformational healing. So that's how I apply it there. I also work obviously with crystals. Um, I work with sound. I work with uh, plants. I work with all sorts of things. I'm quite eclectic. How do plants go into it? Um, so, the, I mean, I've got a couple of spaces that I work from at the minute, but there's always plants, always plants. Um, and I do, I mean, I have exper- experience of my own in plant medicine, but I've done a lot of meditations with plant spirit and this kind of work, which is why the mint's on my arm. Right. Um, again, it gets quite esoteric quite quickly. <laughs> um, but also I have a Taurus moon, so I'm very earthy and gardening I've always loved gardening and things just tend to grow around me. Um, but I learn a lot from that. You know, you learn about life, you learn about death, you learn about giving what you need, you learn about patience, you learn about breakage, you learn about regeneration, you learn about regrowth, you learn about the annual cycles and the seasons. So there's a lot that is that comes uh, from in my work from, from plants and from just witnessing and being yeah, with them. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can definitely learn a lot from plants, can't Hugely. you? Hugely. I mean, we're yeah. all angled. You're you're angled at my awful balcony at the moment, which everything has died. But this is but, <laughs> but this is part of it, right? And a lot of them, if you leave them, I mean, don't without knowing what's out there, you'd find that a lot of them come back. Right? Yeah. Don't get too like yeah. Itchy. My lily that's out there. My grandma gave that to me just before the summer. You can't see it. It's in the sort of terracotta pot. Oh yes. And it, I mean, it's completely <laughs> just sad. But I said to her. My lily's dead. And she said, no, it will completely come back. And mm. I, I'm looking at it, like, will it? <laughs> right, and this is the lesson. There is a season to let go. There is a season to come back into ourselves and to incubate and, and just sort of hold ourselves before re-emerging, right? Look at, just witness the autumn. It's Presumably we're season for letting go now. Correct, hugely, hugely. And, um, yeah, I certainly find it for myself in the minute. There's a lot that I'm, that's, like, ready to let go. And so yeah. just, you just have to surrender, you know, you and be sometimes be called to awareness what you're holding on to and you're like oh I didn't even realize I was holding that let it go yeah right you know we cling to things that we know because it's comfortable even if it's even if it's difficult or um in some ways traumatic the comfort of knowing how to operate in that space keeps us holding on to it right yeah it's sort of that um unknown uncertainty piece that we have to engage with when we let go shakes us yeah and you talked about cards yes can you give a little intro to that as well because i'm aware that probably some of our listeners are listening and they're like reiki cards what is all of this who's this cuckoo man yeah (laughs) i want to climb inside your brain because i want all of your knowledge i'm so fascinated okay so cards so i work with tarot which is which most people know of yeah um it's a system as much as anything else so you can and i studied it that way so certain cards in certain positions um, mean certain things. Um, I work with them now from an intuitive place. So I will 
give what I get. So we could we could have the same card in different readings and it would mean very different things given the context. Um, but, yes, I work with the Rider Waite and I'm going to say Coleman Smith deck. So this is the traditional deck that most people know. Mm-hmm. I say Coleman Smith because Pamela Coleman Smith was the artist who actually channeled all the images on the cards, but her name wasn't included in the deck because it was the guy who wrote about it and the publisher. <laughs> You know, let's not get into the patriarchy here. Yeah. So fun being a woman. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I work with that one. Um, I also have a number of other decks that I work with at home. I also work with Oracle cards, which I find to be, depending on the deck, they can be much more gentle and affirmative, where tarot for me, and again, depending the deck, can be quite direct um, and you can't really hide. <laughs> yeah. So I work with both. Yeah. So presumably, depending on what your client has come to you with, and what kind of place they're in, you will then use different things totally. appropriately. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And if people come for both a Reiki session and a reading, which is quite often happens, sometimes we don't even touch the cards mm-hmm. because the, the actual psychic reading is, is working through what I've just experienced in their energy field. So, it, yeah, it's very flexible as to what can happen. <laughs> You're both staring at me wide-eyed. <laughs> Yeah. What do most, sorry, yes, I'm going to now like throw a hundred questions at you. I love it. What do most people come to you for? Like, do people come <clears throat> because they're in a really shitty place and they need help? Or do you also get people who are coming to you who are like in a really good place, but they're just interested? Yeah. So the whole spectrum. Um, and a lot through, um, they know people that have seen me or something. So it's a lot through personal recommendation. I think that's really important and powerful in any kind of healing circle is mm-hmm. knowing someone that's been and had their own experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get people that are in really tough positions um, or are working through something big in their life and need some, need a hand holding space and going into it. But I also get people who are just curious and I love both, right? They have, there's different energy attached to both. So yeah, it sort of covers the whole lot. We take a little break. We're back from eating. Yeah, it was more of a big potato-filled break, and I was there for it. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Sarah's oh, tahini sauce is Honestly. the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah. And I want to slather it on everything. Yeah, it was good. Mm. It was delicious. Mm. We're all really soporific now. Yeah, it's really nice. Just just chilled. Yeah. Grounded. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get back into let's it. Back into <laughs> the interview. Right. Where were Where we? Where were we? Robert. Mm. How does the work that that you do help people to take charge of their own healing in that way? Absolutely. So I think um, as with any healer, I'm there holding space, but actually what I'm doing is allowing them to engage with their own process and with their own healing. So, and I think that's a really important thing to point out is that anybody, and I say this to them, be, be grateful to yourself that you showed up. Like you've, you're here to receive, but this is part of your work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there holding space and also with the insights that I get moving through, this often gives people um, information to work with. Like I, can, I'm, I won't and can't do it all for them and I'm actually just a channel for this energy. So, yeah, it's really for me about holding space and providing the insights that I get Um to hand away to them to then continue working. And we can have multiple sessions or it can be one session. It doesn't matter. They'll still go away with tools to then keep working. And I think I'm really, I try and be really pragmatic 
and, and translate the information pragmatically. So for instance, you know, oh, you need to ground more. Great. How? Okay. So actually for you, I'm feeling like salt baths in the evening or, um, give it five minutes. Don't check your phone in the morning, get up, rub yourself in a blanket and sit quietly with your eyes shut. Just sit. No purpose, right? These kinds of aspects. So, and it changes. It's not a a sort of one prescription fits all at all, but I try and give pragmatic information on how to engage with it. Yeah. And for people listening Mm. who want to channel some of your, some of your like healing energy and take it home with them and some little things that they can do at home. Yeah. Some nuggets of wisdom. Okay. What can you share Um, with them? Sure. I mean, for me, as serious as it can get in a session and as seriously as I take the work, humor is a massive part of it, Mm. right? If you can laugh, even in the midst of some really difficult stuff with yourself, with me, with people that you love, that will lighten everything. Joy is a really high vibration. And I think it's really, it it can be really clever to make light of things in certain situations. It's not in others, but in those moments, sometimes it's really important to make light of it and realize that actually, (laughs) this is just the process. I'm going to be all right. So humor would be one that I would say engage with. Don't bypass with it. And you've got to be really careful not to make light of things that's not appropriate mm. for that timing, right? And you know, we all know what I'm mm-hmm. kind of g- yeah. getting at, I suppose. But it's really funny that you said that first because um, I feel like I've been shifting through things recently mm. and my main thing that came up for me yesterday was humour. And yes. I was like, I need to laugh more. Oh I need to be yes. not so serious. Literally, and to the <laughs> point where if you've got a partner that loves you and doesn't know what to do, it can either be extremely annoying or extremely amazing get them to tickle you to the point where you just can't can't stop giggling right yeah it's it's a bit it some works for some people doesn't work for others but like just silly things where you can just laugh right watch cat videos (laughs) (laughs) whatever it takes baby animals like doing silly things just something that makes you laugh watch do you know what watch compilations of babies laughing you can't stop giggling because there's nothing that's funnier than watching a baby just lose their shit. So just silly things that can sometimes like bring, in, bring that humour in. I think it's really important. I know what I'm doing tonight now. Mm, watching babies. Staying in and watching yeah. kids. Get ready to tickle me. Yeah, yes. It's funny no. you, that you say that because I can have a bit of a temper on me sometimes. And when I'm annoyed at, at my boyfriend, he he knows how to make me laugh and he knows that if he can make me laugh... It like disperses the pressure and like Correct. the laughter takes over and I can't be angry. I think actually it even happened this morning. I was in a strop about him like not doing enough around the house and he tickled me and I was like, I get, I hate being tickled, but it does make you laugh. And yeah. like, you're right. Then the moments passed and you're like, yeah. you know what? It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It brings you out of yourself, doesn't it? Yeah. It's actually, re- it releases the energy, right? right? Same as tears. Yeah. So laughter is just another sighing, coughing, laughing, crying, um, Farting? deep breath. Yeah. You can purge any way you like, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my teachers should say every hole's a goal. So, I mean, orgasms, the whole works, right? You're releasing yeah. energy from your body. So laughter is one of my favorite ways to do it. Cause it's so much fun mm-hmm. and it's really connected as well. I find. So that's one. That's one. What was the, what was the actual question? Frame me again. What tools for anyone listening? Okay. Beautiful. Yes. Centering and grounding in terms of energetic practice or any kind of practice, really, um, these two are the most ones you'll most use, right? So centering is to bring your energy back in. 
So really collect everything that's going on, dis- disparate thoughts, disparate feelings, stuff that's not where you're present. And you go through your senses and bring yourself back into your own body, back into your surroundings. That's centering. And then grounding is to really connect with the earth, earth and push anything that's not yours and push to give anything that's not yours to the earth for transformation. This is one of the ways I do it. But those two are really powerful. You can do it with meditation. You can do it having a shower. I like to envision the water clearing my energy field when I'm having a shower. Oh, I like that. Salt baths the same. Immerse me in a salt and oil bath and I can just feel all the stuff coming out of me and just going away, mm-hmm. right? It's these, these kinds of things are really powerful tools you can use on the daily. I really love yoga. It's, it's important to say. Um, but f- like grounding ones like forward folds, these or anything seated anything where you're moving your body and and i'm sorry i'm leaning into the mic here (laughs) but where you're moving your torso closer to the ground right yeah so moving your body is really powerful um sitting quietly is really powerful um dance is really powerful like moving your body and just freedom um and sound right makes like sing sing to yourself talk out loud to yourself om to yourself to your space talk to the walls, talk to the plants, go go a little bit crazy. But these are ways that we clear energy, right? That starts to make it sound um, quite quite tantra because tantra is breath, sound and movement. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't surprise key, key me. things in tantra. They're key things for any energetic practice, mm. I find. Yeah. Right? Our bodies are instruments to understand what's going on, right? So biologically, physically, sensorially, we can understand what's going on in ourselves and in the external environment through our bodies. That's what we've got. This is what my acupuncturist said yesterday, who you saw yesterday, Sarah, who we've done another episode with them, The Elements Project. And she said that their role is not to be a person doing a job, but they're an instrument for like the universal energy to sort you out. But it's it's not them. They're just the... Channel. Channel. Mm. They really are. And that's the same with what I do. I have a prayer where I ask my ego to dissolve and stand aside that I can be a channel for this work and that it's protected, it's sacred, and it's transformative. So, yeah, you do. You sort of stand, when you're doing this work, you sort of stand one apart from yourself. You're still engaged mm-hmm. and you're still conscious and you're still directive, but there's, it's, I mean, some of the stuff that's happened is not me. I can't pull these insights. They just are, are what's given yeah. and what's needed. Yeah, so it's quite powerful. Was that, and what are we still on? Nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> Nuggets of wisdom. Um, eat, eat well, have great sex with yourself and others. Like, so engage sexually, have great food, get outside, walk barefoot as often as you can. Mm. Um, like garden. I just love gardening so much. And there's so much, so much to be had in that. Even if it's just a little plant on a windowsill, right? Yeah. It will teach you about life. Hands to soil is such oh, a beautiful oh, thing, isn't it? I literally scrubbed my fingernails coming here today. <laughs> And trimmed them because I was, I'd been out in the garden yesterday, like just like moving blocks and bricks and replanting and repotting. And I was like, I literally look like I've emerged from a forest. <laughs> and I scrambled that. my way here. Yeah, get grounded, get physical. Yeah, amazing. And get beautifully connected to yourself. That's. And in terms amazing. of space clearing, and mm. I know so many people now, us included, you go in and you see Palo Santo in their house and Sage in their house. And I wonder how many of us actually know what the hell we're doing when we start burning around the windows this and the doors. And is incredible because I actually thought that this might come up today. Um, so smudging and smoke clearing is one way to do it. 
Um, you can also do it with sound. You can do it with movement. You can do it with intention. You can do it by physically cleaning the space, right? So I clear energy by sweeping a floor. It's done with an intention. I'm not collecting the, just the dust or the dirt or the debris. I'm doing all the energy as well, right? And I can use Reiki to clear a space. Selenite's a great way if you've got, if you work with that. Um, but just for a minute on Palo Santo and White Sage, there is a piece here around being aware of where it comes from. So ethical sourcing is a really big point for mm-hmm. both plants. They're actually quite endangered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not, it's more and more it's being spoken about, which is great, but I think it's important to just acknowledge that for many of us, they're not our traditional um, tools and also that they're sacred. So mm-hmm. white sage sacred to uh, Native North American Indians, Palo Santo for um, South American, Peruvian, Bolivian, Brazilian, Amazonian, right? And the techniques with which they're harvested and honoured and prayed over and used and also gifted is different for each. And I think there's the commodification of it is really difficult. Um, And it's also difficult for us to look at because we're not taught about it, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't use um, either in what I do anymore, but but I grow my own mint and I work with rosemary and lavender and mugwort and anything that grows locally. Also, you have such a greater connection to it's a different... Every plant is different in how it does it, but the effect can still be the same. So imbuing it with intention and understanding where it's come from is really powerful. I think maybe it's worth a separate conversation to this, but it's a really interesting one. And when you become aware of it, for instance, for me, when I did a bit of digging and became aware of how particularly Palo Santo is meant to be used and honoured and and, um, employed as a tool I couldn't use it anymore. So I still have some that are on my altar that I just, I honour. Yeah. I I can't use it anymore because I'm aware of it and it's not my lineage. It's it's, almost like cultural appropriation. It is. It's colonialism. Yeah. And it makes so much sense to use what we have around us. Totally. Like what's grown in this soil. That's so exciting too, right? It's so powerful to engage with nature that way. Like I go out and like talk to the rosemary bush first, but snap off some rosemary. (laughs) Work with it, cook with it, smudge with it, like wave it around, rub it on my body. Smudge with it as in do you dry it and burn it? Yes. Yeah, same with lavender. Interesting. Yeah, same with mint. What, and you make, you'd make a stick, like a smudge stick? Yeah, and which is a beautiful up, process up. in itself. Yes. You then realise that when you're engaging in smoke clearing, you're like, oh, I harvested this, I honoured it, I dried it, I prayed over it, I set intention, I bound it and I'm burning it. There's a whole beautiful process that makes it really powerful. How do you dry it? Just like you would any other herb, you just tie it, tie it together it. and hang it on your ceiling or hang it on a door mm-hmm. or hang it in a cupboard or a, a yeah pantry. You just hang it, like chilies, mm-hmm. like all these things, yeah. I love this. I have a yeah. really big rosemary bush in my garden, so I'm going to make you both a rosemary smudge stick. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. I love ro- rosemary. is one of my favourite. So beautiful. And lavender. I love the smell. Yeah, mm. yeah and the oils as well. But, yeah, that, sorry, that was a bit of a sidetrack. No, I love no, that. No, fascinating sidetrack. really side interesting point. And yeah. Do some research on it for those yeah. listening and you can find it ethically sourced and just I think it's okay to engage with practices that aren't necessarily our own but do so consciously. Mm-hmm. And if it feels right and if you're honouring it, then proceed, you'll know. But yeah. for me, I can't work with either of those anymore. No, that's reason. so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thanks. a massive insight. And, like, please be clear, there's no judgement. You just know no, when you know and then you work with it. And yeah. I think that's really important yeah but that that's exactly what my question was you know I think so many people are using it with no idea yeah and it's like you know in 
inform yourself and learn about it. And then if you still want to use it, great. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you're happy with how it all works yeah. and you feel comfortable with that, then that's cool. But if actually you do the research, I guess it's kind of like eating meat. It is. It's like, you know, if you, if you look yeah. into it and you're happy with it and you want to eat meat, go it's for choice, it. Right? It's your choice. Eat what you want. Yeah, I agree. But just don't do things blindly without having any idea yeah. what's I, going on behind. It's the same as fast fashion. It's it, it's all the things. Yeah. It's exactly, yeah. Exactly. And I think it's really important to talk about it in a Western spiritual um, space because we have such eclectic colonial hangovers um, where we think we can just adopt anything that works and move forward with it without necessarily understanding it. And I'm not saying that's always what happens, but that is a danger that we find ourselves in. It's really interesting. You mentioned earlier, and I know you talk about it on your website, but about bringing queer energy into Mm, the space. Yeah, this is really interesting. It's been something that, I mean, obviously I'm a gay man, so it's been coming for me for my whole life. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think... I've done a lot of work with myself and work in different spaces. And I think that queer energy and bringing that to these areas and these modalities is powerful Um, in the same way that having queerness in any space is powerful, right? In entertainment, in media, in food, in whatever, right? doesn't necessarily change what's happening, but it can change the experience around it. And I think also some spiritual teachings and understandings are quite binary. So it's, you know, it's either or, it's masculine or feminine. And I know that there's much more progress to be had here because I'm a queer man and I've had to do that work. And so um, I think it's a really important part of what I do. Um, And holding space for queer people with a queer understanding, right? So I've, I've had many therapists over my life, but one that I've worked with and really connected with in recent years is because I don't have to give a backstory. She understands what it is to be queer, to work with spiritual practice and also knows the history of, like, um, legislation around homosexuality in Australia in the 90s when I was growing up. So it's, like, mm, it's it's really powerful, I think, for people who have had that experience to have someone who can hold that experience. And I think that's perhaps why I mentioned that on my my website, yeah. Mm. Robert, your healthy habit... Mm was one of my absolute favourites. And I think it's such a great um, place to finish on because it's such a massive takeaway. Yeah. So should we say it, should we say it together? Yeah, the healthy habit. So um, Robert asked us, when we're feeling a little out of sorts, a little down... We judging need to, ourselves. Yeah, judging mm-hmm. ourselves in moments of second guessing. We should say out loud to ourselves. Ready? Yeah. Wow, I'm feeling healthy, happy, and beautiful. <laughs> I'm so interested to hear how you guys have gone with this. I love it. Has it has so many levels. So can I, I mean, I wrote yeah. this in the email, but when you said this to us and I read it and I was sitting right where Serena sat on my laptop and I just said it out loud and I burst into tears mm, because I was just so like, must work in a work thing and just feeling really negative. And yeah. it was the most beautiful release. It is, right? It's a, I find it a really nice reset. I've read a lot around Louise Hay and affirmations and it comes from this, right? For me, it was a reframing around my relationship to my body. So I've dealt with eating disorders in the past and I, it was a way of reframing every time I look at myself. Rather than be like, oh, you ate so much or, oh, God, you look tired, right? Just be like, do you know what? No, I'm happy and healthy and beautiful. 
Yeah. And it's not a bypass. And I think that's, that can get confusing too, but it's, those are the three really important things, right? Especially when you're dealing with your body. You're like, am I happy? Am I healthy? Am I beautiful? Great. Mm. Oh, and you kind of like, it does. It can shed some stuff, right? And teaches you actually you need to speak better to yourself. That's another one as well. Yeah. Like it stops that inner dialogue. Mm. Tell me more about it. I'm just really like. It's, it's been so fab. <laughs> <laughs> and especially like when I've been out and not in a space where I can like look at myself or talk mm. out loud, I've actually like written it down. Love it. Either pen to paper or on my laptop. And it's just made me go like, okay. I've never even thought of that. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Because sometimes I'm, unless I'm always noting Serena, which is all the time, <laughs> I'm not in a space if I'm in like a, a cafe or a co-working space or something like that. And yep. if you said it out loud. I mean, I, I have to, I have said it out loud in a space, That's like, great. like in a cafe. I'm just like, do you know what? I'm just so happy, healthy and beautiful sitting by myself at a table and the people next to me are like, me? They want to say it to themselves too, really. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you look, you take yeah. that. That's for, that's for free, right? Take it, enjoy it. Yeah. But it has been really, really lovely to explore mm. the past couple of weeks. Yeah. It just helps the in, internal dialogue Yeah, for me. And it does. It can be really releasing. It also brings you back to why, what's important here, right? Am I happy? Actually, yeah. Am I healthy? Damn straight. Am I beautiful? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that humor aspect as well. I think sometimes you can use it in a quite sassy way with yourself. Yeah. You're like, oh, do you know what? I'm so happy, healthy, and beautiful right now. <laughs> We've actually just eaten the most enormous meal and feeling a little bit like a jacket sluggish. potato. A like jacket potato, you know, right? Like, We're very happy, healthy, and beautiful right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are. Yeah. Have you found it? I really loved it. I think it's particularly interesting, at, yeah, at times that you're feeling anything but healthy, happy, and beautiful. And I do. You, have you listened to Mo Gaudat on Elizabeth Day's podcast, How to Fail? It's one of the best podcast episodes I've ever listened to. And Mo Gaudat, he 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 works. I mean, he's done many many things. But what one of his focuses is changing, neg- switching negative thoughts for positive ones. Amazing. And he talks to his brain. He calls her Becky. And he'll be like, if he has a negative thought, he'll be like, Hey, Becky, what did you just say to me? No. You can't say that. And I, so I've been kind of using it like that. And I think a lot of my clients as well come to me and they're like, I have really bad self-talk. So that's something that we focus on. And I think it all kind of ties together, like affirmation. Mm. The minute you have a negative thought, like, oh God, I'm so full. I ate such a big potato. I am a jacket potato. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and you replace that thought and it's the same. I think it's amazing. I think it's very difficult to do and it's just a case of reminding yourself again and yeah. again and again. Yeah. Um, and also it can be awkward to do because you're like, is, am I faking this? Like, ugh, I'm yeah. not happy. I'm not feeling happy, healthy or beautiful right now. Right. Why do I have to say this? And you have this struggle with yourself. In those moments, I go to the mirror and say it. I'm like, right, you really want to try me? Level up. Look I'm going to look in myself eye. in the eye and say you are happy and healthy and beautiful. Yeah. It's a very, like, cool running moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's reference. like fake it till you make it. And if you... Mm. I, I think that with positivity and sure, mental health and happiness and stuff is, is different, but I think Absolutely. just in terms of a positive outlook... Yeah if you can, you can trick yourself into one. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for raising that too, because I think with mental health and with more serious things, you really need to, there's different work to be done, mm-hmm. but you, but for the other stuff you can actually get, yeah, it's a little like life hack for yourself. Like, you know what? I don't need to speak shitty to myself. Yeah. Not today. Not right now. Yeah. Not really ever. Yeah. And you yeah. can presumably change the words to whatever feels 
100 right 100 whatever you i have made it for me at that point it was about making it what i wished i was right actually what is it if i'm looking at myself and saying oh god you need to do some more exercise like that is that wasn't there like three weeks ago what are you doing with that um to just be like oh actually what am i looking for i'm looking to be healthy i'm looking to be happy i'm looking to be beautiful so i'm just gonna tell myself i'm that and start there and I think you can do that with anything, right? It's powerful. The best takeaway. Yeah. Robert Gray, you are healthy, happy and beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, really, truly. Yes. I feel like I could pick your brain for hours. But well, it's right here. We can do it, we can do it off air. <laughs> Before we go, yeah. tell people where you see clients mm. for anybody who's listening who wants to come and have a session. North and East London. So mm. at the minute I'm taking new clients at a space called Tricona, which is right next to Cambridge Heath Station. Run by our lovely friend Susie. Correct. What a woman. Yeah, so and all the slots for the month are available on the website. So you can just go straight there, click through. It doesn't take a payment. Take payment on the day. Easy breezy. Beautiful. Perfect. <laughs> we'll pop all of Robert's details in the show notes so that you can find him online and book in to see him sarah and i are going to be going off to see him soon for mm. sessions so we will report back Woo-hoo. i can't wait it's really good thank you so thank much, you so much. Bye. Bye. wow thank you so much robert that was so incredible and i i learned loads from that it was sort of mind-blowing some of that stuff I feel like I'm gonna go away and have a good old think about a lot and a good old cry yeah (laughs) he has such an amazing range of skills and knowledge and I'm so excited to book in and go and see him I know me too we really have heard the best things about him everyone so if you are interested in doing some work then get in touch with Robert yeah he also just gave us a, a cheeky little tarot card reading and we picked some some cards out as well affirmation stuff stuff which was really powerful and I feel really vulnerable (laughs) but he was incredible so definitely check him out everyone thank you so much for listening we love having you here each week if you could spare a moment please do rate review and subscribe we would really appreciate it and we look forward to seeing you back here next week with a brand new guest and lots more exciting conversation have a fab week Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.